What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hey there, welcome back. So today's episode is called, You Are Not Your Thoughts. And I've broken this down into four segments. So the first thing we're going to dig into is how does knowing this help you make money? Because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, yes, that would help me to listen through this versus like, nah, that sounds crazy. Turn it off. So the first thing we're going to cover is how does knowing that you are not your thoughts help you make money? The second thing we're going to dig into is what is a thought? Then we're going to go into who you are if you're not your thoughts. And then we're going to end this episode with very specific steps on how to practice separating yourself from your thoughts so that you can create your goals so that you can change and do the things you want to do. Okay, so you aren't your thoughts. Step one. Most people only focus on the doing. I was recently flying and I was listening to this book. I was really attracted to it because it seemed like it was about mindset and it kind of was. It was three hours long, which I'm like, oh, it's not 10. I like that. But one of the things he kept saying is, is it like you have to do more. You just have to get out there and keep doing. And I remember, I remember thinking that. I remember believing that. And that's exactly what my clients believe as well which is actually fantastic. I'm never encouraging anybody to stop until you learn the mindset because that's going to be what helps you slow down. But when we only focus on doing more, it gets to be really confusing when you do more and you're doing it consistently and not getting the result that you want. And the reason that this happens is because the doing more concept doesn't take into the into account the entire picture of how we create results as humans, how we function, and what it's leaving out. That missing variable are our thoughts and our feelings, but they're tied together. So knowing that there's something else at play than just doing more I just, I want you to all like take that deep, that breath of like, oh, thank goodness, right? Because it can be frustrating to be doing, 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 even consistently, and it's still not work. And it's okay, right? Because you didn't know that there were other things at play. So how does knowing this information help you make money? The first way is that you know exactly where to look to create a change, Before knowing this, the only place you're going to know to look is what you're doing. And you're going to be like, no, I'm a really good doer. I'm doing, doing, doing. And so knowing that you aren't your thoughts and how they separate out is going to help you know exactly where to look to create the change, where to find that tweak. The second thing is that you can decide intentionally what to think while you're doing. 
right? Instead of it just being this like music in the background that's constantly playing that you're not in control of, you suddenly, when you're aware of this, get to decide the music or churn it off entirely. The third reason is that knowing that you're not your thoughts creates a sense of control and a place to look when you're not getting the results you want. I love the feeling of control. It's one of my favorites. Not that I need to be controlling others, but that control of myself, understanding myself, understanding what it takes to create a result, not feeling out of control or at the effect of. And when we learn to navigate our mind and separate ourselves from our thoughts, we gain a sense of that control. And then the fourth area, I'm not going to touch on this too much, but I'm just going to throw this out here. How does knowing that you're not your thoughts help you make more money? It cuts out the part where you beat yourself up. Because beating yourself up is a series of optional thoughts. And they just slow you down. They slow you down. Thinking you should have done something differently. Thinking... um, Whatever, right? Like judging yourself, blaming yourself, feeling guilty, any of that stuff is just slowing you down. That's it. And so we can cut all of that out and we're like, wait, I'm not my thoughts. My thoughts are all optional. And and seriously, right? You're gonna move so much faster when you aren't going slow. <laughs> I love the I love the paradox of that. How do I help my clients go faster? I help them stop slowing themselves down. It's that simple, sometimes. So what is a thought? So I Google it, obviously, because I'm always fascinated by what Google says. And it kind of always, it stretches my mind where I'm like, oh, I never thought of it like that. In fact, I like Googling words in general. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it's it's a fun activity because you think you know words, And then when you get them into Google, like sometimes words will pop into my mind and I'm like, do I actually know that word, right? Like you start questioning it and then I look it up. I'm like, oh, I do know that word. Fantastic. So I Googled what is a thought and Urban Dictionary has a whole nother set of meaning, which I have heard my 16 year old use, but I still didn't really understand it. That was T-H-O-T. We're not going to go into that version of this. But what the dictionary said a thought is, is it's a process of using your mind to consider, process, or decide. So it's an action that you do. It can also be, right, a thought can also be a product of that process of using your mind. So you do the process of considering, processing, deciding, right, thinking, and from that process, you create new thoughts that you hadn't even been aware of yet, that you didn't even have, like you developed them in that moment. It's estimated that there are, right, like we've heard the numbers thrown out, 60,000 thoughts that go through our mind a day. And that's including conscious and unconscious. And so I want to make sure that you know, right, like thoughts to humans are like water to a fish. And so until you're aware that there are thoughts, right? And that you aren't your thoughts, you're not aware. 
And I remember when I learned that, like that was such a, a fascinating realization to me. So we're picking up thoughts all the time. We start thinking thoughts as a child from TV, from our parents, from school, teachers, our friends, even the kids we didn't like or the teachers we didn't like. We adopt their thoughts about us or about the world or about how things work. And those thoughts are gonna be both helpful and not helpful. And so that might look like a teacher saying to you that you're a really great writer and you believe that about yourself and you carry that with you, right? Because if you're believing you're a great writer, what are you gonna do? You're probably going to practice writing. (laughs) You're going to think, oh my gosh, I'm such a great writer. You're going to think things like, I really like writing. I want to study this more. And in turn, you're going to become a better and better writer. Not because you are a good writer, because right, we don't just become good writers, but because somebody thought that about you and then you started thinking that about you and then the way you behaved changed to make it true for you to step into that belief or maybe it's a mean child right somebody who right and and i want to preface like a mean child because what we don't know when we are a child is that another child who's being mean is likely just hurting from their own life somebody who's being mean to them and so that child comes and they they have they've been given thoughts from somebody else and then they start giving them out to you and they might say something to you like you're ugly and fat and then you believe them right maybe you don't believe them to their face or like nah <laughs> right but you it starts to like seed in your head And you start to find the truth in it and considering it. You start looking in the mirror and like, huh, yeah, that is kind of weird. I can see what they're saying. I I remember when I was 14, I was so skinny. I look back at those pictures and I was dating this guy. And I remember him telling me that I was fat. And I remember that my brain just went to work on that. It was like comparing myself to other girls. It was like looking at how big my legs were, right? I look back now and I'm like, whoo, whoo. (laughs) Those were muscular legs. But I just, right, like I heard his words and I took them and believed them. Another example of this is your parents might have said to you at one point, you talk too much. And you believed it as a fact about yourself rather than just something in that moment they said out of frustration about a very specific situation, right? And so we adopt other people's beliefs, right? We listen to the TV. We listen to all of these things. We're going through our life, even as a child, even to right now, and we're looking around us. And we're putting meaning to what's happening. We're building thoughts about the world and how it works. My, my nephew recently turned 18, my husband's nephew. And at his birthday party, we were leaving and I was just like, hey, it just gets better and better from here. And you guys, he looked at me skeptically 
And he said something to the effect of like, no, it just gets worse. And I realized in that moment that he'd been gathering evidence for why life is great now. I don't know what you could possibly think, but if I were putting myself in his shoes, like, well, I mean, you live with your parents, they take care of all the bills, you don't have to make money, money making money is just fun, you just get to go to school, right? Like pressure is low maybe. But he had, he had some conversation with himself built up as to why life was just going to get worse now that he was an adult. And so this is what we do. We're doing it in our life and we're doing it in our business because thoughts are just always happening. I want you to think about then, what are the thoughts you believe about yourself in business? Are you believing that you are an entrepreneur? Are you believing that you know how to manage your money? Are you believing that you know how to sign clients, that you know these people exist, that you know it's inevitable that you're going to figure this out and you're going to create everything you ever wanted? Are you believing that you have an amazing offer, that what you do, you can get your people the result they want? You can help them change their life, right? Because in our business, these aren't just like truths or not truths because it's all optional. Every thought, every thought that you've developed up until now, every thought you will develop today and on, they are both true and false because thoughts are both. Our minds... I think I talked about this in last week's episode, our minds gather evidence to prove both directions. It's actually a super fun game to play, right? Write down some of your thoughts, look at them, and think about how they're both true and false. Every thought that you have becomes a result. Just like I talked about being a writer, that same thing is happening in your business. If you're believing that people don't have money, that is what your brain will focus in on. That's the thought that's both true and false. But then the question is, does it get the result you want? Do you get the result you want thinking that thought? Now, it gets to be true and false, but does it help you get the result you want? Do you help more people? Do you sign more clients? Do you show up and write copy to your clients when you're thinking the thought, well, some people just don't have money? No. (laughs) And some thoughts, you guys, are really tricky. Like they, you might, you might judge them ahead of time and say, yeah, I bet that one would really help me get the result I want. But when you actually run it and look at it all out, right? What I help my clients do is run models, which helps them piece all of it together how each part of their thoughts is playing into the result that they're creating. Sometimes a thought, there was one in particular, it was, it was when they were getting ready to get on a consult and they believed the thought, ah, this is a slam dunk, right? They just thought that it was just already in the bag. 100% of the time, the client didn't sign. The client said no. So that thought sounds like it could be helpful, It sounds like it could even be not hurtful, right? Maybe it's not even helping, but it's just not going to hurt anything, right? It's an innocent thought. 
but it does hurt something. It doesn't help you get yourself into the state of mind you need to be in to show up to that consult and serve them, to hear their mind, to hear where they're at, to hear what they need, and for you to present in the simplest way possible how you can help them. So when we know that our thoughts are optional, when we know that we are not our thoughts, we get to make changes to how we're thinking and we have an awareness of it that we didn't have before right another example of this is you know does thinking i'm doing everything help you get the result you want probably not because when you're thinking the thought i'm doing everything i'm already doing everything i can right you kind of shut down you kind of feel that closed offness in your body versus if you're thinking a thought like hmm and you're feeling curious If I could make one tweak to get me closer to the result that I want, what would that be? And just that thought, just that curiosity is going to open your body. You're going to feel it in your chest, right? There's an open feeling and there's a closed feeling. And you want to pay attention to that because when you're feeling closed, I want you to imagine that like you're in a dark room and nothing is coming in. But when you're open, that's when the ideas can flow. And that's when you're going to have access to your best ideas. If you don't ever think about thoughts, you're going to miss the part where you get to take the thoughts off of default and put new ones on. You're going to miss the part where you're doing, 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 but not knowing why it's not working. So then, right, if, if that's what our thoughts are and we aren't our thoughts, who are you? if you're not your thoughts. So who you are is the person who thinks thoughts and creates thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts. You're the person who controls what goes in, what goes out, and is curiously watching for what's on default. You are the person sitting at the computer watching the words flow onto the Word document, right? And for some of us in moments, those words are like coming so fast and other times they're so slow. And what most people do is that that Word document is sitting there running, 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 and they just turn their backs to it because they have no idea that those are things that are optional. They're just like, yeah, of course this computer is here and it's on and that document just keeps filling with words. And those are the words that are in my head. That's so, huh, la, 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 right? They're just, they have no awareness. But you aren't most people. And so you are sitting here, right? You're sitting here with me looking at my computer (laughs) or yours, whatever. You're sitting there and you're watching those words go onto that document, You're looking at it curiously to see what's coming out. You're choosing what you put in the Word document and you're questioning it all from a place of, does this help me get the result that I want? I remember when I learned that thoughts were optional and that they were in my control. Uh, It had always just felt like a conversation was running in my mind about, random stuff everything from emails that I had written 
moments in the past that had some intense emotion around them that just randomly pop up in my mind. Maybe they'd be triggered by something happening around, but they weren't useful, right? I didn't need to be thinking about them. Other times it's it's this like overwhelm that feels like it's weaving inside of my mind as it's like my brain plays this list of all the things I need to do. But when I realized that I was not my thoughts, I started to think about other things. Things that I'd never thought before, like I would think the actual thoughts and I encourage you all to do this as well. I am not my thoughts. I had never thought that thought before. But then once I knew that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I was thinking things like my thoughts are optional, right? And not just thinking it, but letting it kind of, kind of letting it sink in and my brain to run off and find proof. So now when the crazy thoughts start, the conversations I don't need to be having, because sometimes I've already had them, (laughs) my brain's like, we should have this conversation again. And I remember that my thoughts are optional. I just close it all down. I think another thought, like I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to finish this conversation. Or maybe I'm in the shower and I want to relax. And then my brain starts running. I'm like, nope. I don't have to think about anything. I even think thoughts like, I can turn my thoughts off. I get to choose what I put in my mind and what I allow to play. My thoughts are habits and I can change my habits. Right? So before I knew that I wasn't my thoughts, I wasn't thinking any of that because I wasn't aware. And so instead, my thoughts felt like they were happening to me. The other part of this is like, not only do I think thoughts, but I ask myself different questions, right? And I came up with a few of them. I'm sure there's more. There's way more that you can be asking yourself. But one of those questions you might ask yourself is, what do I need to remember to think? So when you're sitting down to write a blog, record a podcast, write a social media post, whatever, go to a networking event, you might ask yourself a new question like, what do I need to remember to think? And when you ask yourself that question and you let your mind answer, it will. When you expect it to give you an answer, it will. And the answer might be something as simple as, I love connecting with people. This is fun. I have what they need. My work is so valuable. They can change so much so quickly and I have the process to do it. Right? So you're asking yourself a question that then is going to create new thoughts Thoughts that are there, they're in your mind already, but you just forget to think. And maybe that's the other one. What am I forgetting to think in this moment? I love to ask myself, how do I want to feel in this moment? Because when we know that our thoughts are all optional, and the second layer to that, which is that our thoughts create feelings, you get to choose. So this weekend, I felt I felt agitated. Just off and on, I felt agitated. And... I just kept asking myself, what do I want to feel? So I was letting the agitation be there, 
But I was also asking myself, what do I want to be feeling? And the answer was things like love. I want to feel love for my family. I want to feel connected to my husband. And in those moments, then I kept getting to choose over and over. Another question that you might ask yourself is, why am I choosing this? Because sometimes we're going to do things that are hard, that we need to remember why we're choosing it, why we want to do it. And when we remember that we have a choice and that it's in our control and that we're choosing it, it feels different. So your thoughts are why you have the results you have. And they're the answer to creating any result you want. And separating yourself, who you are, from your thoughts is a vital step in creating those results with your mind. It's the missing variable, right? When you're doing all the things but it's not consistently creating results. The place to look is your thoughts. So I want to end today's podcast on the how part. How do you practice separating yourself from your thoughts? So the first thing that you're going to do that, I mean, you can do it, you can not do it, whatever. (laughs) My recommendation, spend five minutes a day thinking about thoughts. It's very meta, right? Because normally they're just rolling around, but instead you're going to think about them. That they're optional. That they're always running. That you can change them. That you can stop them. Maybe not forever, but for periods of time. That they create your results and ponder how that's true. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to look at your thoughts. Not like look at them in your mind and be curious and, oh, that's so interesting. Write them on paper. Get them out of your mind and put them on paper. And once they're on the paper, I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to say to yourself, I am not my thoughts. I am the observer of my thoughts. These aren't true or false. They're simply what's running through my mind. I can change my thoughts. Then you're going to look at each thought, right? Because when you write those thoughts on paper, you're in it. You're believing that they're truth. You're just letting your mind like put them on paper. Just like, yep, these are the facts of the world. Then you're going to say what I just told you. Then you're going to look at the thoughts again. But you're stepping outside of them being true and you're becoming the observer. You're becoming the person who's looking at them as both true and false. And when you run into one, because this totally happens. This happened to me today. I mean, it happens to me every day. I'm reading back through those thoughts and one of them is going to feel true, right? It's almost going to feel like you were the observer and then your mind just like, I don't know, you just feel it where you're like, nope, this one's true. And I want you to expect it. I want you to know, of course, this thought feels true. I've been believing it. I'm finding evidence for it. This is totally normal, right? And then you practice stepping back out into the observer. The next two things, right? So those are going to be the first two things. Spend five minutes a day, look at your thoughts. The next thing would be, since a lot of my clients are doers, right? They're out there, they're doing a lot of stuff. They've taken the course, they've done the course, 
but they're not getting the result they want. And so I want you to keep doing what you normally do, but I want you to add a couple of extra minutes to the doing process and decide what you want to be thinking as you do the thing. So for example, if you're going to write an email, I want you to ponder what you want to think as you write that email. And you might want to think things like, um, like how valuable this email is. You might want to be thinking about your best client, who they are, where they're at, where they want to be, and how your solution helps them get there. You might want to be thinking about your clients who are getting amazing results with this and right like as you write that email versus right like this is the other part you want to be looking for because once you know that your thoughts are optional when you're in that doing process you also can stop and look at what's not serving you and you might look and find thoughts like i need to hurry up and get this done i don't know what to do i need to do this though so gotta go do it Uh, what if nobody wants this I sure hope people respond, right? So you might go through your mind and just find things that you're like, hmm, yeah, I bet that's not helping me, (laughs) right? So knowing that you are not your thoughts and doing these simple exercises is going to help you know exactly where to look to tweak the results you're getting. It's gonna help you decide intentionally what to think when you're in the action of doing and it's going to help to create a sense of control for you right because you're going to know i'm creating this and i can stop i'm in control of it and that's my favorite thought that's my favorite part of knowing that i am not my thoughts and that it's all in my control to tweak and change to get the results that i want okay have an amazing week Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.